Welcome to the study podcast. We are here to encourage and equip the church that people would fall in love with Jesus and better serve him today. Well, today is finally it, brothers and sisters. Acts, lesson four, Acts chapter one through 28. You know, it's been a long time coming, but it's finally here. And actually, it's last February is when we first published the first lesson of Acts. So it's been, (laughs) it's been a while. You know, it's been a while, but it's been a great time overviewing the book of Acts. And I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to be here. It's been a, it's been a great study and and just praise time, praise God for the time in this book. You know, I'm and I'm looking forward, Lord willing, uh, to head into studying our next book. And um, you know, we, uh, yeah, I, I've been thinking and praying about that of of which book to do. But we just uh, come into the conclusion of Acts. You know, we have all this information and all these lessons and uh, even a, a general outline, and then. Of course, what stand the what stands out category of our actual scriptural study of different uh, the the main points of each chapter, um, you know, and so we we want to publish that, and um, that might take some time too. Um, I've been looking into Kindle Direct publishing uh, just to make it make it easier access for people out there that you know need Bible study materials. And, um, but yeah, uh, we've also thought about, uh, making copies of everything and, um, taking it to UPS. I know UPS binds things and, um, just making, uh, making little booklets and everything for people to have a, um, just a whole study, um, of the overview of the book of Acts, um, and um you know we've come to the end of the world being turned upside down by the grace of God for the glory of God so let's let's jump in you know the the lesson's main goal like all lessons before is to show an overview of the book of acts and to give those in the class an understanding of the whole book we seek to go over the basics of the book and apply the word of God to life today So Acts chapter 21 through 28, a message with no hindrance. The fourth and final part of the book of Acts focuses on the testimony of Paul and the message of hope he has. Paul is arrested, put in prison, shipwrecked, and shipwrecked. In this time, he teaches of Jesus, he heals people, and makes his way to Rome. The main characters. The main characters are Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the Holy Spirit, Paul, Luke, the council, also known as the Sanhedrin, Governor Felix, Governor Festus, Agrippa, and Bernice, the sailors, troops, and prisoners, the native people of Malta, and the local Jewish leaders in Rome. The main theme of this section, Paul is no longer a a missionary about strengthening the churches and preaching the good news to Asia Minor and parts of Europe. 
He now has become a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 3.1 As the scene turns from the missionary field to the courtroom, Paul happily makes his case not to not to just those in marketplaces, but to all of those that will listen. Finding himself arrested in Jerusalem, he stands before the people of Jerusalem telling his story. Paul stands before the Sanhedrin and speaks of the hope within him to most likely the very men that had had him hold his their coats at Stephen's stoning years ago. Paul stand bef- stands before two Roman governors where he makes his cheerful defense, and he is able to stand before King Agrippa and tell of King of Jesus tell the King of Jesus. As Paul makes his way from Jerusalem to Rome, he speaks of Jesus to everyone. Jails in in, in jails to mobs in Roman courts, in the midst of shipwreck, and even being bitten by a snake, did not stop the message. So Acts 21, Jerusalem, the church elders, and the arrest. Paul travels towards Jerusalem, passing through many cities, seeing many different believers. Some tell him not to go on to Jerusalem, and others tell him what will happen when he gets there, the arrest. Through all of what we see, is Paul willing to go? He knows that a new new mission awaits him. When he gets to Jerusalem, the church greets him with gladness, and Paul tells of what has been happening among the Gentiles to the glory of God. The church in Jerusalem has dealt with the issues of Gentile believers in Acts chapter 15, but now wanted to send a message to Jewish believers who uphold the law that Paul, a man who was the apostle to the Gentiles, upheld the law too. The church was walking a fine line between two different cultures, so Paul was asked to fulfill a vow with some believers. And in being and in being seen entering the temple and even being in Jerusalem, a mob, a riot started against him. Paul is almost killed, but Roman soldiers take Paul away, thinking he is a revolt leader at first. But finding that is not true, they allow him to speak to the crowd that almost killed him. Turning to Acts twenty two, which is Paul's testimony. Paul speaks to his brothers and fathers, and he offers them his defense, which is not a case-by-case fact sheet of why Jesus is the Messiah. Those are cool tools. But Paul tells of his personal story that he had the greatest training in the law that Judaism has had in the first century. He tells the crowd that he had attacked the way He had arrested people and put them into bonds. But when Jesus met him on the road to Damascus, as he was going to attack and arrest more believers, Jesus called him and appointed him to be a witness. God sent him to the Gentiles. And at that, that, the Jews wouldn't listen anymore. 
So the Roman soldiers took him away and investigated what he had done. But they stopped when they found out that Paul is a Roman citizen by birth. The Romans want to know why and what is going on, so they bring Paul before the Sanhedrin, many who had known Paul personally, most likely, which turns us to Acts 23. The hope of the resurrection, a plot, and Governor Felix. This really feels like Paul has come full circle here. From holding their coats, from holding their coats to speaking to his brothers, Paul tells the council that he is on trial because of the hope of the resurrection. Those that believe in the resurrection saw nothing wrong with him, but the council became violent, and the Romans took Paul away, thinking that he might have been killed. A plot is formed against Paul's life, and 40 Jews take a vow not to eat or drink until Paul is dead. But the plot is found out and told to the Roman soldiers, and almost 500 Roman soldiers take Paul away from Jerusalem to Caesarea so he can address these questions of Jewish law. That is nothing to be demanding of death. So the case would be heard by the governor of Judea, which turns us to Acts 24. Caesarea and custody. Before Paul comes before Governor Felix, and the high priest cheerfully makes his defense and the high priest, and Paul cheerfully makes his defense for his belief and his ministry. The leaders of the Jews see Paul as a plague. He brings riots, and he is the ringleader of the Christians of their day. He must be dealt with. They are taking every step they can in Jerusalem and Caesarea to stop this accursed man. Paul confesses that he worships the God of our fathers and believes everything laid down in the law and the prophets. Paul understands why he is on trial. Jesus and the resurrection, the hope for all mankind. Felix delays deciding Paul's case and gives him some liberties. Both Felix and his wife listen to Paul speak upon faith in Jesus the Messiah Felix is alarmed by what Paul is saying, but kept sending for him and hope for money from Paul. Two years came and went, and Felix is succeeded by Festus. Which turns us to Acts 25. To Caesar and King Agrippa. Paul finds himself before a new governor, Festus. The leader of the Jews saw a new opportunity to lay out their case against Paul, and they rushed for it. And the charges they couldn't prove came before the governorship again. Paul makes his case, and with Festus asking Paul if he would go to Jerusalem, Paul appeals to Caesar. Paul's Roman citizenship comes into play here. He is able to appeal to Caesar's court. This saves Paul's life and his ministry, freedom to move onward from those wanting to kill him and bring forward the gospel to the heart of the Roman world. Some time passes and 
King Agrippa and his wife Bernice visit Festus. Festive, Festus sent Paul's, set Paul's case before them to seek out what he should write to Caesar. The next day, Paul, Paul finds himself standing before King Agrippa and his wife and Governor Festus, the military tribunes, and prominent men of Caesarea. Which brings us to Acts 26, Agrippa and Conversion. Agrippa tells Paul that he may speak for himself, and Paul tells him that his life is known to all the Jews. He was and is a well-known person. Paul has lived as a Pharisee and now is on on the stand in this trial because of his hope and the promises of God. Paul is basing his case on the general hope that God raises the dead. I'm charged by the Jews because of my hope in Jesus. But at first but at first he was against the truth. Paul even punished those that believed. But then he came face to face with Jesus. He gave Paul purpose as a servant and a witness that the message of forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed everywhere. Paul is here to testify that the Christ must suffer and be the first to rise from the dead, that Jesus would be proclaimed to the Jews and the Gentiles. Festus calls out that Paul is talking like a madman, but Paul tells the truth, even of things that King Agrippa knows to be truth. Agrippa asks Paul if he would be persuading him to be a Christian. Paul says that he would want that to be for the king other than the chains that he wears. As the court closes, they, the governor and the king, understand that Paul could be freed if Paul had not appealed to Caesar. But God was taking Paul to stand before many other leaders, peoples, and God is taking him to the heart of the Roman Empire. To Rome. Acts 27. To Rome. Upon the seas and in a shipwreck. Paul sets sail for Rome, going the way God has led him this far. He, unlike Jonah, loves upon all the Gentiles around him. His heart, his words, and deeds are for them to come to know God, know the God that has come for all of humanity. Paul is taking, taken along with prisoners towards Rome. The writer of Acts, Luke, joins the journey once more. Many ports, cities, and ships are seen as they make their way, but the voyage becomes dangerous, and those in charge don't listen to the warnings that Paul gives them. So they are all caught in a storm at sea. After many days, their hope is gone. But Paul encourages them, saying that God has promised that all of them will make it through, because Paul will stand before Caesar. After fourteen days of storm, they ran aground. 
As they were aground, the Roman troops wanted to kill the prisoners, but the centurion wanting to save Paul stopped them. God, through Paul and the centurion, were able to save all the souls upon that ship from the storm and the shipwreck. In Acts 28, upon Malta and in Rome, they made it safely through the shipwreck and found themselves on the island of Malta. As Paul was gathering firewood, a snake bit him, and the native people thought him a murderer, but when he didn't die, saw him as a god, a common misunderstanding that we have seen through the book of Acts. As Paul heals a chieftain that was very sick, the next three months they were greatly honored. Paul healed others as well. As they set sail, they had everything they needed. Now they started their final trip for Rome. Paul was greatly encouraged in meeting believers in and around Rome. Paul asks to meet the Jewish leaders of Rome, and he tells them of the events of the last part of the book of Acts. They have not heard about it. Paul tells them it is because of the hope of Israel that I am wearing these chains. They want to hear him. But even as he meets with them, they have closed eyes. They hear, but do not understand. God has gone out to the Gentiles. They will listen. As Acts comes to a close, we see Paul preaching and teaching the good news of Jesus the Messiah in all boldness and with no hindrance in the heart of the Roman Empire. Throughout the book of Acts, we have seen the grace of God turn the world upside down as his called out people share and show his love for all of humanity. Paul and his fellow workers are vessels towards this great goal, that people everywhere would hear the good news of the Son of God and what he has done for all of us. In Acts 21 through 28, we see Paul set out on a new mission to the heart of the Roman Empire. Along the way, he pours out what he has witnessed in the person and work of Jesus the Messiah, telling kings, governors, Jews, and Gentiles of a king who was humbly put to death and could not stay in the grave. Well, that's our last study in the book of Acts. It's been an amazing time. And I just want to thank you all for your patience <laughs> um, as it's, yeah, as it's been an amazing year and uh, hope that this next week we'll be doing the last uh, what stands out part of the book of Acts. And uh, uh, just, yeah, we'll be working on uh, publishing that or putting it together and some binding as uh you know even even going through different lessons and wanting to compile them all together and just uh putting them in a more readable form and fashion um you know lessons and and books are are different um but also just wanting the uh the information to go out uh to to help people understand the heart of god in uh you know, and not just 
the first century, but even the 21st century of just wanting to love all peoples and all different kinds of communities. And um, we just uh, praise God for this time in the book of Acts. Uh, We hope and pray that you have a blessed day. May uh, God uh, grace you with his presence and may you study the word of God um, and uh, just be blessed, blessed by him. And, uh, you know, study hard, my friends. Have a great day.